Welcome to the Tilted Takes Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Tilted Takes Podcast. I am your host, Endless, and welcome, welcome. If this is your first time listening, thank you for uh, tuning in. This is our fourth episode. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Panda. How's it going today? It's going great, man. Just, uh, I'm excited about some of those new items that dropped in the shop. Oh, yeah, the the pterodactyl, is that what, wait, right? The pterodactyl wings and... Dinosaur, pterodactyl, dinosaur uh, nonsense. glider. <laughs> Did you see and the there's emote? A, there's a new emote. The RAR. Ooh. I just, that's just more V-Bucks and more money makes for me, me to throw in the game. Park. Dude, I'm pumped for the new Jurassic yeah. World that's coming out soon, so uh, I can get on this little theme they're oh, yeah. throwing out there. All right, so. I would love for this to be the next season, too, by the way. <laughs> dinosaur dinosaur season. Please, thank you. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, season five will be interesting to see what kind of route they take with it. The whole superhero thing. I think the rocket's getting ready to shoot off or something's going to happen with that. That'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know, but how can the dinosaurs come after the meteor shower? Isn't that how the dinosaurs died? So why would the dinosaurs come after the meteor shower happens? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, no one has <laughs> said, though, that Fortnite has to be scientifically correct. So uh, yeah, I they guess do whatever they want, I guess. Reddit, Reddit wouldn't enjoy that, though. You know, those Reddit people, they, they like things to be correct. All right, well, that was yes. a great two-minute intro to the show. <laughs> on a tangent about dinosaurs. All right, on this <laughs> show, uh, we got our first interview coming up later in this episode. Uh, we're joined with Hunter from the... Fortnite esport news twitter page so that's going to be a really fun time talking about everything in the scene everything he's been doing and how he got into it and what uh his future plans are until then panda and i are going to give you a breakdown of week seven of friday Fortnite. we're not going to make every pick and prediction we're just going to run through the list read off some of our biggest matchups some of the biggest things we're excited for uh, and who we may see at the finals. And uh, we're just going to give a quick overview. And then we'll get right into the interview um, with Hunter a little later in the show. So, I don't know. This week is really interesting when it comes to Friday Fortnite. There's definitely some names missing. A, a few big names missing. Um, but... Ninja is playing with a brand new partner once again. That's the first item on my list to discuss. Seeing him uh, with C9 Hysteria is weather, or you know, it's pretty interesting. Especially seeing a, a Cloud9 player like Hysteria jump into the Friday Fortnite. I think that'll be good. We'll have to see. I've never actually seen him play uh, that much Fortnite. I've seen him play a little bit, but we'll see how Ninja does with his his newest partner. Yeah, from what I've seen from these two, um, I mean, I've seen a couple streams where they've played together, and I think I caught the tail end of one where they went on some insane win streak. Mm-hmm. So I think this is definitely kind of, I don't want to say a dark horse, because I don't think any matchup with Ninja is really a dark horse <laughs> matchup. But, I mean, Hysteria is definitely one of those lesser-known players, so it'll be cool to see him have his chance at the, the spotlight here a little bit, see what he can do and see what he can show people watching yeah for sure um all right i'll, I'll name off one more uh of mine then you can go ahead and start talking about some of your duos that you're excited for um one of them being more not really me excited for but thief is not paired up with typical gamer that's who they normally is paired up together right it wasn't always thief and typical gamer together in the past it is yeah Those, and, that's the the normal duo there and now thief is playing with J-A-M-O-C? How do you even say that name? J-A-L-M-O-C? J-A-L-M-O-C? J-A-L-M-O-C, yeah, he's a, he's a phase guy. He's a phase guy, okay. Um, and, and they are up against the, a duo that is always always plays well, um, always find them in the loser's bracket, but always find them in the late, late loser's bracket. They always make it pretty far, and that is King Richard and Aimbot Calvin. So that would be interesting to see how Thief does with a newer partner. 
Um, I definitely do see King Richard and Aimbot Calvin doing a decent job again in this Friday fortnight this week. Yeah, I mean, King Richard's definitely been picking it up here in the the last few weeks, and Calvin, I'm sure, hasn't really been a bad teammate. I haven't caught many of their games, if any, honestly. Um, but I'm looking forward to them, as always. They're a name that's been there, and I'm sure will continue to be there. Um, for me, um, I'm excited to see CD in the third, finally play with somebody that uh, he'll hopefully not get first rounded with. I mean, <laughs> I was excited to see him and Dakotas play, but that one didn't work out for some reason. I don't know if that was just because they were new to the tournament format or whatever, but hopefully C's actually can actually go somewhere in this one. But I think by far the best first round matchup, and I don't know if I'm skipping over another one or if there's just one I'm not seeing, is uh although you know what, there's one right there. <laughs> so I to me it's either face <laughs> the face boys versus Nick Merckx and Cypher PK, mm-hmm. or TSM boys versus TSM boys. I now, mean, that's kind of okay. a pretty big one right there. I want to talk to Keem and be like, why are we throwing the TSM boys up against each other first round? They know each other inside and out. That's going to be an intense matchup. Like They're all in the same house. They know where they like to drop. They know their play styles. That game is going to be intense for sure. I was thinking about that one and the phase one. So you definitely mentioned probably two of the best uh, matchups in that first round for sure. Oh, those are definitely the most like high profile ones as a matchup as a whole. Mm. Um, and I guess I think the reason he put them first round is because they haven't played against each other in any of the weeks that I can think of. It's time to settle. So which... Might as well match. Might as well match them up right now and be like, all right, have at it. Who's who's the best duo? Let's figure it out. Who's on who's on top? That can maybe settle some of our TSM uh, debate issues we've been having. Let's yeah, see. and I think I think again it comes down to Myth, man. I think if Myth can play well, I think him and Hamlin's will be fine. Um, I don't know who 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 are you going with? Who who advances to the winners bracket out of that first out of that matchup right there with the TSM boys? I'm gonna say Daquan and Camille's just because of their past success and just they've kind of played better against some other bigger names. So I'm gonna say Daquan and Camille's, but. You know how Ham and uh, how Ham and Myth can be hit or miss, and if if Myth plays well, uh, it's yeah, it's probably gonna be a pretty sweaty matchup. I think I'm gonna go Myth Ham. Um, obviously, to go against you, I don't want to pick the same same throw <laughs> as you do. But uh, but no, I think this is I think this is a matchup where Myth can kind of show he's grown up a little bit and is not going to kind of choke in these big matchups. So let's see if he actually goes through with it. And I think he does. I think he, he steps up. I think ham plays ham's game. And I think, I think those two move on out of the first round. I mean, we look at, let's see, they would move on and they would match up against frags and Ken- <clears throat> frags and Kenny. Those names, they're more of the pro players. They're up against, Lupo and then the Rogues pro player Ginger Pop, who they played last week, they did okay. They're definitely still trying to, you know, figure out that duo. Uh, let's say Frags and Kenny does win, being more of the pro players. They go up against one of the TSM boys. I mean, the TSM squad definitely has a decent chance to make it up and closer to uh, those semifinals. Uh, so I'll definitely have to keep an eye out on that. Another big thing I'm excited for is seeing HD High Distortion. In the Friday Fortnite, obviously tons of fans of his have been wanting him in here, been wanting to see him play because he plays, you know, a lot with Dakotas in the mornings. He's really, really talented. He always can go off on some solos squads. He plays it all the time. He kind of was one of the first big streamers that would play solo squads and just destroy everyone. So I'm, I'm really pumped to see him and, you know, Avery X in there together. Definitely going against Nikki 30 and One Shot Girl. That's going to be a good competition for them right away. Yeah, I'm excited for that one too. I mean, we've seen Nick and One Shot Girl be a good, good duo in the past, and obviously Avery's one of the consistent players in this Fortnite tournament. Him and uh, Noah usually play very well. And I mean, High Distortion is one of those players that people see from him playing with C's, and they they know how good he is. I mean, the guy only plays solo squads, so hopefully he's able to carry it over from there and put out a good performance and i think this is one of those teams again that could go far but as we've seen in this tournament and really any sport and any competitive atmosphere anything can happen on any given day matchup whatever so we'll see how it goes 
another matchup, or not really, I, I mean, you already mentioned C's and OP, but they are up against Disrespect and Crafty, who, you know, we saw last week, they made it pretty far, and we discussed how, you know, Dr. Disrespect, he's not, hasn't been playing Fortnite that much, but we've been seeing him streaming it more and more, he's starting to get better and better, and he's a, you know, really, really good PUBG player, he's very familiar with the BR format, so, you know, seeing him with Crafty, do you think they'll be able to make it, you know, relatively far again? Because they have this top bracket. They have big names like, you know, Thief above them, King Richard, and then Cypher and the FaZe Clan. I mean, Dr. Disrespect and Crafty, they're going to have to do a lot of work this week in order to get as far as they did in the winner's bracket like they did in week six. Yeah, I don't I don't think they will. I don't think last week was necessarily a fluke, but I don't think they're going to have it in them to get through that kind of a gauntlet of a, top half of the bracket mm-hmm. um I, and again obviously anything can happen but I, I just don't i don't see it i don't see a repeat performance there yeah they definitely have a lot of big names above them well let's let's just talk about it real quick we have lil xan and little yachty both rappers big names i was hoping you would go there i mean we have phase adapt and seven Finos. i don't know how to pronounce his name Finos. he's, he's an nrg pro i believe and he's um nrg is it i believe so but he's he's a really talented player those are both talented players on the other side of the famous people the rappers so it comes down to which rapper is better basically i'm glad they put the rappers against each other Maybe those two can have a little fun playing up, you know, both being the, the rappers and, you know, being able to face off in their first round. I don't know. I, I think Sphenos, if, if that's even how you say it, we're, I apologize if it's wrong, but I think he is the better one. I've s- seen him make a lot, a lot of crazy plays. Yeah. Um, if, if you watch Twitch moments, you tend to see his name pop up there a lot. So, you know, he's a pretty good player and he makes things happen. Um, rapper wise, I mean, I, I mean, Yachty's played with. He played with Ninja, right? Yeah, he's played with Ninja on stream before. Right. So I mean, we've seen that, and from what I remember, it wasn't anything impressive, obviously. <laughs> um, so no, I think if Spenos can kind of carry a little bit, I think they'll they'll be the ones to advance. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Do you have any other matchups that you're excited about or that you enjoy? I'm trying to look through my list here and see what else we can cover. One that I just kind of noticed and stumbled upon here, Vicstar and Noah J are together. So I don't know if, I mean, if Tiny wasn't playing or something, because obviously that's who Vicstar usually plays with. Yeah. Um, He didn't play last week either, I don't think. I Tiny didn't. I don't know. I like seeing people kind of switch it up a little bit. I mean, I also enjoy seeing the the normal teams, but I mean, never hurts to switch it up and give give someone else a try. Right. I mean, Courage is with a new partner here. He's up against Ninja, who was his partner last week. I mean, Courage is someone that we can see go off. Uh, last week was Daquan. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. That was two weeks. Oh gosh, man, the weeks are flying by. Time um, flies. I mean, Scissor's obviously a phase member. There's tons of phase members here on this list, including, you know, Rice Gum, who is in part of phase, not really a part of phase, but, uh, you know, friends with them. Banks right there. Tenpo, also part of phase. There's so many phase people on this list. But, uh, you know, I think we are we missing Baldy from uh, from Optic from last week? I don't think he's on the list this week. I do not see him. So what about liquid is liquid on here either the liquid crew, you know, who's not on here team secret. No. Yeah. Yeah. He is right there. Mongrel. He's just not with his normal partner. Ah, so so letting him in. Yes. They let him in. Now, now, now Panda's a dumbass. (laughs) He, He just doesn't have the giant secret in front. Like other teams do. Now that's the big question. I mean, Will we have a second repeat? It's a new partner now, obviously. So it won't be the same partner repeating, but we could have the player repeat. And this could be a true test for this little 13-year-old here. doesn't matter who he's partnering with. Is he going to dominate and win? He has he has the phase boys to go through if they make it that far. He also has, you know, the King Richard and the Cypher in the top bracket. That's going to be another tough, you know, matchups for him. But he handled it last week fine. And seeing him with a new partner, it'll be interesting to see how they do. I mean, that's... I don't know. It's going to be a, a lot of pressure on him. 
Yeah, I mean, the top bracket is definitely the one to watch here. Um, bottom bracket has the Ninja matchup. It has TSM and Lupo. I mean, it's really not... It's not the top bracket for sure, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, TSM... I don't know. I'm trying to think. We're obviously going to end this Friday Fortnite conversation before we get into the interview with if we had to put money on someone, who would it be? And I'm still trying to decide that. And then let's also do who is our underdog team. So let's start thinking about that. Um, as soon as you, if you have one first, go for it. At least let's start with if you're putting money on someone to to bet, uh, who's it going to be? And then I'll also think of my underdog team that I think has the best chance. Yeah. Now that we've, now that we've looked over the entire lineup, really it just, what's stuck in my mind is if I had to pick somebody, if I had to put my money on somebody right now, who would it be? And I think um, accounting for the, the toughness of the brackets and kind of the gauntlet that the top, top half has to go to, I think whoever comes out of that TSM matchup is, is going to be the winner of the tournament this week. Um, I know it's a little kind of cheap by saying an entire matchup, but <laughs> – I mean, it's two of four TSM members. It it doesn't really matter who wins. They're obviously incredibly good. So I think whoever wins that one, obviously, I picked Myth and Ham. So there you go. Myth and Ham, two-time champ. Book it. It's time for them to uh, not really redeem themselves, but have another strong week since they've been having some, you know, off weeks the last couple times. Let's see. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna avoid Phase just because they're already the two-time champs. You know, they they're really strong. They have a good chance of winning. If I'm gonna put money on someone right now, if I had to choose, I'm actually gonna pick um, the Ninja and Hysteria and try to see if Ninja can finally get that first win. I think maybe Hysteria is gonna bring a really uh, some nice, you know, benefits towards Ninja. Even though he's been playing with people like Daquan and Courage, uh, I just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put money on them this week and not even a huge Ninja fan, but I'm just going to try to uh, pick a team out that maybe is going to finally play pretty well. We're going to keep a tally and figure out from here on out, you know, we've missed six weeks casually, but if we can actually do these prediction episodes, we'll kind of keep account of who we've been talking about and keeping track of if Panda or, or Endless gets them right. But you're going to go with Myth and Ham. For my team that's more of an underdog that I could see come through out of nowhere and uh, play really well this week. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to have to go with... It doesn't, it doesn't sound like an underdog when you say their names, but King Richard and Aimbot Calvin, I think uh, you know they've been playing so well the last couple of weeks. I'm going to give it to them as an underdog to finally you know complete getting into that finals at least and having a good chance at winning, and they've been really, really close the last couple of weeks, and maybe this could be their week. They have a lot of big matchups to go through, but if they catch fire and uh, Calvin and Richard are, you know, playing well together, I think they can do it. I respect that, and yeah, obviously they're both good, and they've they've been deep in the tournament before, so there's obviously a possibility of them doing it. I think mine, and obviously not by seed, isn't really an underdog, and I guess I only call it an underdog because it's a newer matchup. We haven't seen them play before, and we haven't seen this guy in before. And it's it's back to that Avery high distortion matchup. I think mm. that's one that that again by name not really an underdog, and by seed not an underdog. Now, granted, the seeding is completely random, but <laughs> but I think that's that's going to be my underdog pick. I think Avery and high distortion. I think high distortion may take a game or two to kind of get used to the format, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, of only having one teammate to play with and just kind of actually working together to get kills versus himself uh, in a solo squad. But I think they'll figure it out. And I think they'll be uh, they'll be a, a good chance there and a good underdog. Yeah, for sure. I think that'll be a, that's a good pick. I like HD. I think he has a chance to go off and make some big plays. Uh, week seven is going to be awesome. It's going to be exciting to see once again. We'll have to see how the views go with uh, – I'm sad Tim's not in it, but he's off doing other things. We have a lot of still the big names, Ninja, the Phase Boys, and TSM, adding in uh, some big rappers who may pull some new views. So that'll be interesting. I don't have anything else. I'm ready for this interview. If you are, Panda, is there anything else you want to talk about for this week seven of Friday Fortnite? 
Nope. Let's get this inaugural interview underway, man. Let's get Heck it yeah. going. All right, so let's go ahead and switch over to our very first interview today. Let me go ahead and give a quick introduction. We're joined with Hunter. He is the owner and the creator of the FPL uh, Fortnite Esports Twitter page. This man has been grinding like crazy. He's been giving everyone, if you follow him, I'm sure you are aware that he's just been giving everyone every information you need, tweeting out the teams, creating you know boards, Excel sheets of every player, everything that's been coming out. I've been thoroughly enjoying following his page. Hunter, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you. It's uh, it's good to have you guys support me. You guys know you guys supported me. I think you were my 54th follower. Heck yeah. Uh, if my <laughs> if my photographic memory can help a lot out there, but I, I think you guys were supporting well before any professional player was. Um, and and that's what I'm trying to do is give back to those who have supported me so far. So that's why I'm here. Um, you guys are, have been really nice to me. So I want to help out your guys' podcast in any way I can, for sure. I mean, let's just real quick. I mean, you started, like you said, I, I literally followed you like a month ago. I found you, I happened to find you pretty early, which was awesome. I was starting to get the idea of, you know, creating a new podcast since I have another podcast about another game covering their esports. I've been loving Fortnite. I found you early and I was like, okay, so I started following along with the scene. And you're at 807 followers currently. You've been growing like crazy. Like you mentioned, some pro players, you've been getting in touch more and more. And uh, your growth over the last month has been awesome. So congrats on that. Thank you, man. That, that that means everything. Um, I was talking to my best friend. Um, he he he's saying it's crazy how much I've grown. And I was saying, like, dude, like my whole sum my whole life has changed in one summer. <laughs> really, really one whole month. And uh it's it's been exciting, dude. Every day is like more ideas are coming, the connections are getting better, people the support has been growing. It's it's like an everyday thing of watching something just grow and grow it really makes me more connected to everybody now is that something you kind of saw happening from the beginning or were you expecting this kind of blow up or were you expecting it to kind of be obviously it's been a grind but were you expecting it to be a little slower yes yeah, so um so a little a little background on me and how i i, I determine things or processes and not events uh, i used to be a writer for a music publication site at 10,000 followers and over 10 years we uh grad or sorry over 2 years we gradually gained to 75,000 followers um that's how I pretty much learned how to grab connections I learned how to write emails professionally I learned how to write and as you can see like my tweets are pretty professional so that's how I learned that um so it was just it was just the love of doing it and seeing it grow because it did grow and it may have took two years and I, I love those guys um, that helped me out so much, but I had to move on. Uh, we just didn't see eye to eye. So I had to move on to better things and I always loved video games. And, um, and I saw that there was a Twitter page, uh, Fortnite battle Royale live. That, that's another guy in the scene. He does great things. Um, we collab every now and then on info and stuff. I saw that he was doing it and I was like, well, I have ideas, but he didn't want to hear out my ideas. So I was like, that's totally fine. So I'm going to do my own thing. So I talked to, um, I talked to dare hoodie. He, they're not part of dare anymore. They left though, but his name's hoodie. And he's like, dude, this is all great stuff. And I actually had a podcast idea and he was like, dude, I'd love to be on it. And he said, create a page. So I created a page and I already had the FPL board already had it. Like just rememorizing from watching scrims every night. I just created it by uh, rememorizing teams and I had no info. This was just a fan. So I posted that and that gained that tweet gained in itself 50,000 uh, Twitter interactions. And I already have 500,000 in a month. So that, that is one tenth of my interactions, just that tweet alone. So I, I haven't seen how much followers I've gained from it, but in one night I gained 200 followers just from posting the first ever FPL board. So. Yeah, it's definitely awesome seeing, you know, for me, I, I obviously know bigger names. Now following your boards, I'm starting to learn smaller names. I'm starting to catch up on some of these scrims and seeing these pro players that are grinding out every day and, uh, you know, trying to make it in the, the early, early stages of this Fortnite esports scene. I mean, is 
what kind of background do you have within esports fan wise? I mean, is there any other major games that you really were involved with before Fortnite came out? Is there any other, you know, past video game history that uh you maybe took up a lot of your time in the past? Oh yeah, uh for sure. Um I was actually uh actually learning about the backgrounds of different Fortnite pros and where they came from. I haven't found anybody who's came from this game and it's one of the biggest esports titles. I came from Call of Duty. Okay. Um, I actually, I, I played competitively. I was, I, I'm still very good. I still play it. Um, it's just, I, I didn't see, I didn't see a career in it. I didn't see spending eight to 12 hours a day playing Call of Duty, especially as the titles kind of got worse. I, I didn't see adapting to every title within a few weeks to even be the best player. I, I, I I've been to a few lands. I, I've actually won open qualifiers to play in pool play. In 2011, UMG, that's the best highlight I have in my esports career. Um, that was Black Ops 1. That was my best game by far. I was I was 11. I was actually 12 at the time when that happened. Um, yeah, I, I, I was I was I was grinding. I, I, one summer, I probably played. I probably would play till 6 a.m. and wake up at noon, <laughs> and I would I would play Call of Duty. Um, I had I had absolutely no life um uh, when i was 12 and 13 and then my my e- my esports career as a player took off in black ops 2 we had an investor on a team called domino effect he owned the rights to it he owned the llc domino effect esports team um so he he bought he pretty much contracted four players out um two that me and another guy pretty much we stayed together no matter which team we went to and then um, two other players that we knew in the in the amateur scene we were in, um, he contracted us and he just paid us a hundred dollars a month to play, um, and he paid for he paid for any land we attended. We only attended two lands in Black Ops Two, um, uh, but then I um, when I, what was the next title? Advanced Warfare came out, I believe. Um, we 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 I ran into some family problems. Uh, my parents divorced. Um, I, I I didn't. My my mom was making it on her own. She didn't have enough money to buy me the new game. So I sat out Advanced Warfare for a year. The next title was Ghost. I sat out that. Um, then I got back into Black Ops 3. Um, I grinded that, and I just saw that, you know, with the jetpacks, it would take me well over a year to even adapt again. So I, I couldn't adapt to be the best player I, I used to be in, in, in previous Call of Duties, but I still competed really hard. We got top three in um, the summer circuit for M- for game battles um, for the summer league. Um, and I still play with those guys. And then how I got into Fortnite was because of Black Ops 3. We were just tired of it. Um, we were tired of the jetpacks and we were tired of, of, of just – we had miscommunication a lot of times. But we, we generally liked playing with each other even though, like, we didn't see eye to eye. It wasn't like I hate playing with that guy that you hear about a lot. But um, yeah. So so he it was September fourteenth uh, because I remember looking at it um, on my downloads and he was like, hey, hey man, uh, this new game Fortnite's coming out. I saw it on a YouTube trailer, um, and I actually saw it on a YouTube trailer too, and I just didn't think anything of it. And he's like, hey man, download it. It's free. Actually, I was like, what do you mean it's free? He's <laughs> like, he was like, I thought it was twenty dollars for their their story mode. He's like, nah, dude, they 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 last minute created a battle royale mode for it like H1Z1. I had I had heard of H1Z1. So I was like, "Oh, okay." So we played it and I was absolutely terrible at the game the first 2 weeks. I was absolutely terrible and I'm the type of dude if I don't see that I'm going to be good, I put it down. Like if I don't see I can grind grind my way to be better, I I I put the game down. And so I I put the game down for 2 weeks. We played Black Ops 3 for 2 more weeks and then we got tired of it. I was like, "I'm going to give Fortnite a try." I played Fortnite for a month and and I I fell in love with the game. Um, and, and, and that's pretty much how I started Fortnite. I was actually a season one player. I'm proud to say that I don't have skins to show it like everybody else does. I really, I was on, I was seconds away from buying a skull trooper and I was like, eh, it's a waste of money, $20 for a skin. You can't even do it. But, um, I, I was super upset. I didn't do that, but I, I'm a season one player of Fortnite on the PS4. I have 500 wins right now. I, I would, I would like to say I'm still in tune with, with competitive play. Um, I just realized I actually haven't played the game strictly a lot because I realized there's not a scene for PS4. So I figured out that all these guys are crazy with it on PC. 
and um and I remember the first professional stream I watched was Myth Stream. He had under a thousand viewers. So I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm an OG Myth fan because I, I actually didn't even sub to him or anything. I was just watching it one day and and they were they were stream sniping each other. Professional players are stream sniping each other. And I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the video of him killing Summit, but uh, I, yeah, yeah, I actually saw that live, and I was like, oh, my God, this game is incredible, like the building <laughs> aspect. So I, I, I learned a lot more about it, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the YouTube channel, uh, Streamer Highlights, but they got me into the scrims, like the squad scrims. And so it, and that's pretty much where we meet now. I found out about the Fortnite Battle Royale live page. I had ideas. And then that's where we're at right now, pretty much. Dang, it's pretty, uh, pretty sweet that you have definitely like a history of esports and your path of getting here uh, to Fortnite as a whole is a uh, is pretty sweet story. Definitely being Call of Duty, obviously, Panda and I both played a lot of Call of Duty uh, in our summer times during uh, junior high all the way through high school. So we definitely feel that that grinding, waking up at six a.m. and playing till two a.m. So. <laughs> Mm -hmm. oh yeah definitely some long nights there <laughs> yeah so was, oh, it, was yeah. it like a was it like a flashback nightmare then when fortnite and epic added the jetpack <laughs> it, it, it was um originally i thought it was just gonna be uh a tactic people use to get better like faster building and i saw nobody doing that until the last lifespan of it like the last few days people were starting to you know use that spin and circle and just build a quick high one by one that's what i thought it was going to be and i thought it was going to like obviously I, I i heard the leak that there's going to be fuel so it's not going to be a real thing um but yeah it, it, it brought nightmares back but now uh that that fort i i definitely don't like the way fortnite's heading um i actually picked up black ops 3 again and we've been grinding that so and then with World War II, the, um, with the fall of that game, I, I didn't like that game at all. And I, I'm a huge boots-on-the-ground Call of Duty fan. With that game flopping, in my opinion, on the competitive side, going back to Black Ops 3 is really like something that like you really don't know what you have until it's gone because that game was so fast-paced. And East, that was probably a top three esports title for Call of Duty. Black Ops 3, in my opinion, looking back on it. At the time, nobody thought that, but I think I think a lot of competitive players agree as well. Yeah, you know, you've been seeing some Call of Duty players, you know, looking at Fortnite and trying to pick the game up and, and see if they want to make a switch over to Fortnite. Obviously, with an esports announcement from Epic being $100 million, that's, you know, it's hard not to ignore what Fortnite's doing and Epic's doing. Um, you did mention you don't really like where Fortnite's headed, you know, esports scene wise. Recently, we've seen some announcements uh, off of the E3 event, the Pro Am, about how you know it's going to be a duo solos type uh, situation for the World Cup. It's what it's called. A lot of players weren't mm -hmm. really happy it not being squads. Some people saying, "Why wouldn't Epic, you know, tell us that hey, practicing and scrimming squads right now is useless?" Uh, you know, what have you seen within the scene or what is your opinion on uh, the decision to maybe focus on solos and duos? And, you know, what would you prefer to watch as a fan? Um, from from what I can tell you from what I've seen from players, um, when it when it first got announced, everybody was panicking. Um, and actually, I can tell you I'm not going to name specific names of organizations. I can tell you over 10 plus top tier three, tier two, tier one orgs have backed out from picking up a squad just off that announcement alone. I, I have I have a leaked spreadsheet that I don't show anybody, but uh, my other guy who helps me out. Um, after after seeing that, I put that in I put that in a whole nother section of leaks because if that is true, it, that just that just shows me that Epic isn't communicating with these these like premier esports organizations and that hurts me as a as a spectator as as a fan and as someone who who is proud to say he has some pull in this community now um and and then from from as a as a fan um i don't mind i don't mind duos and solos actually um actually epic was giving out uh duo codes to the pro players in the pro discord um a month or two before this was announced. So it was kind of getting weird when like they, they were giving out duo codes for just uh, duo scrims and, and, and um, King Richard actually said on his stream 
that um, he actually leaked the information um, himself. And uh, I, I think he was under the influence of alcohol that night. Uh, but he, he said that Epic is going in, in, in the way of duos and solos. And I was like, and I, I watched that, watching that clip. I was like, nah, no way. You know, these guys have been, these guys have been playing at the time. It's probably four or five, maybe even pushing six months of every single night for two and a half hours, three hours. They have been practicing squads. They've been practicing squad scrims. And, and for him to say that, uh, that was the night he got signed to Envy. That was the night he announced he got signed as a as a streamer, as a competitive solo player to Envy. When that happened, I, I was like, "There's no way." And then seeing the uh, seeing that article, seeing that video, that it's going to be solos and duos focused is um, it, it hurt a little um, because I have I, I know so many teams that that were just going to not disband, but you know just focus on uh, duos and, and there is a lot of talk amongst the orgs of just picking up three players. Um, it, it's already announced. So I can say it cloud nine picked up a squad team and then picked up a set other three. I, I said a while ago that you should have seven people signed to an org. And they did that without even knowing that Epic was going to, you know, focus on duos and solos. So cloud nine picking up, a set four, then adding a whole nother three just goes to show that they don't even know what Epic wants to do in, t- in terms of competitive play. So as, as a spectator, I, I definitely think, I definitely think this community in itself can push for squads. And I think there will be a squad pro league, but a lot of the players love playing solos and duos competitively too. So w- we're all looking at like, why can't it be all three? You know, like why why can't why can't you have orgs? Why can't you have players represent orgs that are focused on all three at the same time? It, it makes it makes this game a lot more interesting to watch uh, as an esports title, and, and it's doing something that no other esports title has done. So, I'm I'm not I'm skeptical, but I, I'm optimistic at the same time. Yeah, I mean. When I, I've obviously am involved with uh, another game called Vanglory. It's a much smaller game, but I'm involved with the esports scene there. And one of the biggest thing I've seen is just how the developers and how the dev team can balance, you know, what the community wants and yeah. what the esports scene needs. And you know, Epic has tons of other games to look at. They have PUBG, they have H1Z1. They can see what's worked and hasn't worked within their esports league. And I mean. I'm not in total panic mode. I, you know, this whole World Cup type situation, duo solos. I think yeah. Epic needs to take it slow, make sure they figure things out correctly. I mean, it's rough because you have teams, and especially top teams, you see TSM, you know, that phase, you know, everyone with all these four members, and it kind of puts them in a tough spot. This is obviously some people's livelihood. This is all they're doing is, you know, oh, screaming yeah. and they're trying to be professional players. You can't mess with someone's livelihood and be like, all right, I'm not going to tell you exactly what we're doing but continue to practice and grind so i get the the wrong thing yeah yeah, oh yeah and i get players concerns but i think hopefully you know an epic we trust and trusting the devs we'll see them you know make some right decisions and slowly build uh the esports scene in the right direction for sure yeah um totally i i you saying that actually brings me to i was talking to a player last night um he's super like unknown in the pro discord he's super unknown like he's underrated too but he's in talks with a top one org like a sorry not top one a tier one org of signing him and his duo partner and and like and it's absolutely crazy because i asked him like we were all talking about contracts and 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 we had heard that i had heard that the average contract for professional established esports orgs that they are giving to their players monthly is around two thousand, and, and that that's what I had heard a, a month. Um, and I, I we we were talking about that, and I'd asked, so do you have like I was I, his name is Scatch by the way. He's on he's on End Effect. That's uh it's it's abbreviated E two. You, you you will see them sign to org very soon. They're very good players. I, I was like, so do you have a job? Like, like, is this, is this all you do? Uh, like we were talking about contract. She's like, dude, this is all I do. And, yeah. and like, and, and he was telling me, he was telling me an, an Epic, like, like we were everybody who just grinds this game 12 hours a day in hopes of finding that, you know, $2,000 a month contract. 
is it, it was really hurt by by Epic saying that we're just gonna focus on solos and, and, and duos mainly. That and that really took it home to me last night. That like, you know, we see these guys' names on screens and we see them do unbelievable things in game, but these are people too that need an income and need financial support to keep doing what they're doing. And that really put things in perspective to me last night for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, esports is, it's not an easy, it's not an easy world. It's not an easy game. You have to uh, definitely put yourself out there and risk the chance of something being only, you know, it's not, it's not permanent, maybe temporary, but it's the risk a lot of people take. And you can see if uh, these pro players, also can be entertainers obviously there's future on twitch and whatnot but um yeah that's that's neither here nor there let's real quick let's take a look at what you've been doing on twitter wise you've been making these you know these boards we've been talking about just these lists of teams uh you also have been doing eu i'm sure that's probably a little more challenging than na uh, to find all that information but you've been getting a lot of information on a lot of teams down um are there any I, I know this is probably gonna be a hard question for you so you can take the time you need but what are some of these sleeper teams some of these smaller teams that aren't signed uh you know these tier one orgs that are you know super talented that are definitely maybe looking to get picked up by a tier one org or maybe anyone you want to shout out that uh you know is extremely talented oh yeah for sure i'm actually on my uh board right now i can tell you a team um called Co the coordinated bot team uh, abbreviated CBT. I, I, if you if you watch if any guys out there watch streamer highlights, I can tell you that team is probably the the best underrated team that isn't signed and they will sign to a tier one org very soon. I'm super happy for all those guys. That team consists of B Sox, Aragon, uh, Crow Dot Wave, and Creo. Um, and actually, B Sox was on Tempo's team. Tempo just um, formally announced that he signed to Phase. Um, they were on a team called Superbot, so I'm super happy for B Sox. He deserves it. Um, that's a great player. He's been great to me. There's a lot of other players uh, going down this list. A team called Rain. Um, there's a great player on their team on that team called Spift. He's great. Um, I, I don't I don't know if they're in in any talks right now. I haven't heard anything uh, through the grapevine, but I really hope they get picked up. Snood is on that team. I hope they get picked up. I hope he gets picked up by by an org if they don't sign all four. Um, and there's a team called DTF uh, that's consists of KP5, Chopper Down. He's in the H1 community, a really great player. Crunch uh, is their third. Uh, they, don't, they don't have a fourth. They um, la uh, just last night, KP tweeted out that the contract is signed. Uh, the announcement's coming very soon. And I know who they signed with. I'm super happy for them. Uh, and there's a lot of just free agents that are absolute monsters that that just seem to can't stick with a team or or, or find a team. Um, and, and it's just because they're young. There's a guy, there's a player named Sofa. He's actually in my 2v2 tournament. I, I Watching him, watching his stream, he's an absolute monster. Um, I hope this team called Thick Turtles gets picked up. Um, their, their captain, Animal, has been great to me. They're a very good team. They're, they literally, like... I would love to see the stat of them getting top five in every scrim game they play. I'm pretty sure it's a high number. The, the, as you see more, there's a lot of players who are just confirmed with orgs but can't be announced yet. Yeah. So so seeing seeing like the guys on the board that aren't picked up right now, it, it's not really many that that truly deserve it. Um, I definitely think Sketch's team in defect deserves it because. Um, he's been telling me his stats the past two weeks of, of squad sniping and duo sniping. And he's been telling me that they're getting huge recognition from, from team liquid, from jail mock and phase uh, pretty much saying it, uh, in the discord that, that um, these guys are going to be something to mess with. And then somebody like jail mock, who has Twitch pool, a YouTube pool, a cultural pool being phase phase is a, a complete cultural icon of, of a squad in, in, in this gaming culture and, and internet culture, I feel like. And, and he has Fortnite pool for him to say that is huge for, for a guy, a, a small guy like Scat. So there's a lot of great players that are already on teams uh, orgs that just haven't been announced yet. And it's, it, it's few that, 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 um, that don't deserve it that aren't signed right now is what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
Yeah, for sure. I mean, all these players, they're uh, doing their best to grind and the the process of talking and figuring out what their worth is in uh, the esports scene is definitely uh, a part of it. Um, NAEU, uh, a lot of people like to compare those two. How's the EU scene look to NA? Are they, you know, as, let's see, completed or are they as mature as a scene as NA is right now? Or is EU a little behind when it comes to, you know, talented players or, you know, big orgs getting involved? Uh, for, for sure. When I was younger, I used to think, like, there's no way European players could compete with us North American players. But I can 100% tell you with confidence, EU is a more mature scene. Okay. They they have they're way more adapted to to their to their Discord. They have their own like ranking system. They have weekly tournaments with Bush Par- uh, Bush Paranoia with War Legend. Um, the players are a lot younger though, that's for sure. And that's because um, I was talking to this, I was talking to a, a player from Knights last night um, in an A team. That's because EU teams are picking up younger players um, because when they transfer, when when they buy out that team name for the orgs, it, it you don't have to pay for 14-year-olds to travel. You don't have to pay for 15-year-olds to, to go to lands. You don't have to pay them a monthly contract because these kids don't care about that right now. They care about the game and just literally being the best one, the best EU player in the scene. So that's why you see these these tier three and even smaller tier two orgs buying, buying these EU contracts or buying these EU players because like these, these young EU players don't care, but they're still very good. I would say as a scene EU versus NA, they're way more mature in terms of they're already advanced. They're already more advanced because they have customs. They play every night on, on custom games. So and in and NA hasn't even got customs yet, so I, I can definitely tell you e, EU guys will compete at land very hard. Um, and back to a title that I recognize, um, the uh, Red Reserve. They're, they're in a org, but they have EU players, and and they're competing very well right now, and they're probably a top five team to deal with. I, I can definitely tell you, Team Secret uh, is going to be a, a tough team. Um, on land, if if they don't have age restriction for Mongrel and yeah. Dementos, um, that's real tough for them because uh, th- that's one of the that's one of the best teams in the EU. I feel like Barrage is a great team. Um, Method is probably, if not the best team, the second team. Uh, personally, I think the best team is Epsilon. Um, all four of their players are literally best friends. Like they play so well together um and then kingwin uh picked up two orgs that is huge for the scene that's what's going to happen more and more you're going to see that happen more and more i I feel like kingwin is definitely like a a team to mess with now that they picked up both of those orgs uh only hope is a very good team there's a lot of good teams on this on the spreadsheet right now that will compete with na teams and will be better than a lot of the NA established orgs, I feel like, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, that's good to see that, you know, EU definitely taking their own route and things, their own strategy, and uh, seeing them be able to have their customs and kind of be ahead of the game already will definitely be tough for NA. They'll have to make sure they, they keep up with them. Yeah, the, I definitely feel like that's, like, what is actually helping EU is because they're so they're, – they're already – six months ahead of of where na should be um but isn't and 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 we have no idea why epic hasn't given us customs yet on the na side um there hasn't been any updates um besides a post in march saying custom games is coming soon for competitive players um that was on march 7th um we're, we're four months past that now so there hasn't even been talks of it and and there there are epic employee there are epic staff in the pro discord and 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 it, it seems like they don't read anything they they don't they don't it just seems like they're there for roster changes and announcements and to understand the big part but i i feel i feel like epic needs to have a co- like not a committee just a set group of players right. that are, are giving them info that has made titles like csgo and COD last five plus years in the esports scene 
Overwatch is doing that now. I know a lot of the big teams are giving their feedback, and Overwatch is definitely here to stay. Um, they may not have merit right now, but they're definitely here to stay. Uh, Halo is here to stay, and that's because they have players giving back uh, feedback. And Gears of War is something that their players still, even though that's kind of a shaky esports scene, they still give feedback. And and the developers of those games listen. Um, I, I felt like I feel like what um, what what do you guys think about like the the terms of the the competitive side of Fortnite and then the casual like fourteen year old kid side of Fortnite like what do you guys feel like Epic ca- like cares like making money or like like pushing for like a fun game to dominate the gaming world like what do you guys think All about right. that Well, I, I can tell you coming from my other community in Vainglory <laughs> and how how that dev team works. I mean, you look at the top, 1% is competitive, and then the rest, I mean, at least in Vanglory-wise, 1% is competitive, the rest is going to be your casual, the people that are playing the game, the people that are keeping the game alive. I mean, at the end of the day, Epic has to focus on, I think, the game and the casual members, the one that are grinding skins, one are paying for skins, making them the money, and maybe this early competitive is not as important, but I, I obviously being an esports fan, I want a dev team and specific people to be focused on esports and trying to make uh, Fortnite esports a top importance, I guess I would say. Yeah. Yeah, you go. You go. Uh, I, I agree with Endless. Um, I think right now they're definitely looking at all that money they're making and they think the entertainment side is definitely going to be the I guess for now the big scene I mean whether we look at E3 and the kind of people they brought into that or even the way they just kind of go about everything with boosting the streamers up as much as they can and getting those views out there and getting the Fortnite name out there um but again like I said I agree with him and I agree with you I think something we all want to see is that competitive aspect of Fortnite because we see how competitive the streamers can get so we all want to see how competitive those pros can get and really see how great and just good and dedicated those guys are to this game yeah i i that's what i agree that's that's what i was gonna say i just want to hear your guys opinion on it i definitely feel like this game not because this game isn't even competitive title uh but they took the minecraft approach of of having you know the youtube videos the twitch streams the interactions on Twitter, the interactions on Instagram, they took all that. And I felt like it got to their head in terms of saying, Hey, like, let's just focus on our 99% players that give us the money, like that, that make us rich. And let's not focus on the, the 1% who, who don't give us money, but play because, this could be their, their, their life. This could be their financial situation. I, I definitely feel like they're going they're They're, um, they're rewarding players who are, who are casual players. And, and there's a lot of games that do that. Don't get me wrong, but they balance, there's games who balance it out perfectly. And I don't think Epic, I don't even think Epic wants to do that, honestly, in my opinion. So I, ho- I hope it changes drastically. Yeah. Balancing now, do you think is... at all that, Go on. that there's anything to do with that right now they just want all this attention so that they can get the name bigger and then go into that kind of pro scene that way they already have a big following and that build up to it mm-hmm. all to eventually give those pros their chance and let them be seen by a lot more people than per se starting starting in that pro league and trying to grow the views and grow the entertainment base there yeah yeah I, i've thought about that too um, you know, it, are, are they gearing up for for to be the biggest esports title? Um, definitely, money wise, they already are. Stats have already been done. Articles have already been posted saying if Epic goes through with the hundred million dollars, they will be the biggest developer company to fund esports their esports title. So, funding wise, they already if if what they promise is true, already are the biggest esports title and there hasn't even been a land yet a a set land um i have thought about are they trying to get bigger but fortnite already is the biggest (laughs) game in the world 
I, I, I was I, I just I don't know how big they can get until they until they like have what they want, because um, they make there's there's articles I, re, I read every month from Business Insider. They make two hundred fifty million dollars a month just off skins alone, just off uh, just off their V-Bucks store. That is absolutely that is absolutely insane um, to even that's in one month. That's more money than like I'll ever even think about seeing in, in one month. So. I've thought about are they trying to get bigger and be the biggest esports title, um, ju- but they're already the biggest game, and I, I don't see why I don't see, and, and and their E3 announcement proved it to me that like they really they're trying to do something different um, with their World Cup situation, um, but just just from reading what players are saying and and hearing what they talk about, these players aren't going to care at all about the World Cup. They're strictly for lands. They're strictly for online qualifiers. Um, that's what they're preparing for. So, I, I hope th- if there is some some elaborate plan of what Epic Games is doing, I'm not seeing through it at all. I, it's something that we don't know, and they're keeping under wraps. If if we get what we want eventually, yeah. One thing that you know, as a company, I think they've they've advertised. You know, they got the game out there. Obviously, it is literally pop culture everyone knows what fortnite is if you don't know what fortnite is you are clearly out of the loop so i agree with you they've done that job of advertising they have this amazing game and now they need to make that transition to start focusing on esports to an extent and give a lot of these competitive players and esports fans what they want i mean you look at an e3 event the pro-am that had 700,000 people watching on twitch at one point i saw now if we throw away all the entertainers and we put all the pros there i would be interested to see how many fans still watch because maybe uh, they're a fan of marshmallow but they don't care about uh, these smaller pro players so that'll be interesting to see if the numbers are there as well for maybe these smaller teams then you also you know you look at um just just specifically what they're trying to do with the world cup and you know whether the World Cup is going to be the main thing, or if this $100 million they have is going to go towards smaller community tournaments. We see Keemstar and uh, you know, other tournaments that are being put on by just people that love esports. Maybe Fortnite will start throwing money their way, and you'll have all these other lands, and maybe the, the World Cup is going to be their first attempt at esports and them trying to figure out what approach they want to take. Obviously, it's not going to be an Overwatch a buy-in, only 10-team franchise like a League of Legends or Overwatch. So mm-hmm. that yeah. I agree with. I, I like that everyone has a chance to make a name for themselves in some Me sense. Me too, yeah. So yep. it'll be interesting. It's it's definitely a ride. It's it's the beta. We're all here to see it grow. And people's frustrations, I understand why they're frustrated, especially when it is their livelihood. You have an eight-year-old kid trying to tell their parents they want to be a professional Fortnite player. That's hard to mm-hmm. let you know parents be on board with that if there's – you know, maybe really nothing for them to prove that they're able to make a living or that it's worth it for their future. So it'll be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. That's super like great, like going out of the box and thinking that with what you just said right there. Um, It's really tough for, it's really tough for like players to, to to like know and what to do with their lives because this is their life um when when there's no when there's no like communication back and forth between the esports scene uh in Fortnite and the developers so i i'm super i'm super scared for these guys but i think everything will work out um and we really just need to get custom games in here and then yeah that's step one <laughs> I, yeah that is step one and i think we'll be okay from there yeah. Um, all right. Before we get into what you're doing in the future and, you know, other people that have been helping you out that you want to shout out, um, Panda, do you want to ask that one of the other questions you have? One more question. Um, you know, I think I think we've talked about a good amount and I think I think you've brought a lot of insight to it. And I mean, I know I speak for both of us on the podcast as a whole that we appreciate you coming on here and giving us this extra knowledge that I mean I'm sure a lot of people don't have a lot of people don't have this kind of behind the scenes or in-depth look at the pro scene and I'm sure a lot of people are going to learn from the things you're saying so we definitely appreciate it no problem man I appreciate you guys giving me the time and and hearing me talk and uh me actually get myself out there as a as a businessman and hearing the voice behind the tweets and the account 
in, in the business. It, it really helps me personally and 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 business wise getting my name out there. I, I appreciate you guys a ton. All right. So any uh, big plans in the future that you want to kind of tease or anything else you want to announce before we go ahead and wrap this episode up? Um, yes, uh, a few things. I'm holding a 2v2 uh, showdown. We're calling it FPL Showdown V1. I'm actually in the Discord right now uh, talking to a few of the guys. Um, originally, it was going to be July 22nd. I learned I couldn't have the funds personally. I was At first, I was personally funding this $200 out of my own pocket. I learned I wouldn't have the funds then. I had to move it back a week. Then I heard that there is a land the two the weekend I wanted to do it um and I'm working on going out there and covering that event um so I'm moving it back to August 4th and 5th um it has a lot of professional players in the discord I am giving a lot of step one uh legendary league players a chance but some of the players um I haven't actually formally announced it but I will go ahead and do that today um some of the players let me flip to my notebook there it is we have Kaysid on uh energy he has been the biggest help in this community for me thus far he actually sent me the invite to the pro discord just yesterday morning um he has helped me in the our scoring structure both for a land event i'm planning to do that's not set in stone yet that that is it's we're in very we're in very early stages of that but um He's been the biggest help, so I had to repay him and uh, let him compete in this. His teammate, Vaqueros, uh, they're, they're currently a duos partner in any energy um, duos events. If they do compete, they will compete together. I have a kid named Frat. Um, he's on Lucid Dreams. He is a great young player. I love watching him. Um, I have I have Onslaught, uh, the esports organization Onslaught, competing in this with their team captain and their best player. Um, Tino and their Slayer called Flyry. I have formerly known as t but now they're nine damage. I have players competing for them with Flower and Dre. Um, I have B-Socks and Aragon, who, again, I don't know why they're not on the org yet, but they will be very soon. Um, they're competing in it. I have World Best Gaming competing in here with uh, Tasty Sloth and Lazius. I have um, a bunch of free agents with Sofa, with Sense, uh, with Tommy, um, with Excuse, with Slappy, a lot of great free agents from the Discord. Uh, and then I have an entire squad competing from Legendary League um, called Mini Gunners. That's actually a Las Vegas esports team. Um, they have supported me, so I'm returning the favor. I have Wawa competing in here with Famhood and Zarps. And just last night, I was promised more funding for the tournament. So. I was told to scrap everything I had and to add 16 more teams. Um, and I have a few of those. I have E2 competing in here, which is end effect. Uh, they're very close to completely signing with an org. Let me flip to who I have. I have um, the Knights team, which is a Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh organization. Um, I have their entire four competing. Um, I have Hoist the Colors, which is a huge smaller esports organization but they're in a lot of small titles um i have two of their players competing and i have a ghost player um one of the best young talents in the game he's just about to turn 15 his name is enzo um he will be he'll be one of the new 16 i bring in um i'm I'm currently talking to an investor to to make this prize pool thousands of dollars instead of a couple hundred um that's the biggest thing i have planned um I have a land plan later on down the road, but without customs, me and the organization that I'm partnering up with can't formally announce anything because there's there's nothing to do squad wise without without customs. So yeah. that's definitely something that's down the road. Um, I'll keep doing what I'm doing as far as updating the FPL board, posting announcements, posting you know controversial things in the community that people will see and can react to um, statements. I want to I want to be the one-stop shop to see what players are saying about their current situation in Fortnite. Um, I just want to I just want to be the best like community member I can be to these guys and building one-on-one relationships with all of them is really my goal. I, I never did this for money. 
I, I never did this for, for, for clout. I just did this to be in the, in the scene the best I could. And it's, it's really paying off for me that I've, I've stayed humble and have tried my best to, to help players who have helped me back. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast as well. We just love the fact that we can talk about, you know, some controversial things and just hopefully bring news and continue to bring topics uh, to the floor that people can uh, join in the conversation. So yeah, we definitely loved having you on. We would love to have you on again and maybe make this uh, a little more of a, a normal thing to have you on and just discuss things in the scene, things that we like, things that we want to see Epic, uh, you know, maybe add or change things up. So we do appreciate you uh, coming on for sure. And uh, keep grinding, man. You've been putting out tons of information. I know a lot of people are definitely enjoying it. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'd love to come back on. Um, you can even have me on here weekly, dude. I'll make time for it, dude. I, I love stuff like this. I love starting small and just watching something grow, especially when you're putting a lot of your time, effort, and heart into it. And uh, my, my success, I wish the same for you guys. And anything I can do to support and help you guys, I'm definitely here. I, if you if you need if you want players on, I can try my best to vouch for you guys and get them on here. Um, esports personalities, I can I can try my best and help you guys out. That's that's no problem at all. All right, man, we appreciate it, and we uh, hope to talk to you soon. Yes, sir, man. See you later.